Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your blessings and provisions. God, we thank you for this day. Uh, pray your guidance and leadership over our lives. And uh, Lord, just thank you for this time to uh, look forward into 2023 and, and all that we uh, hope that you'll do, Lord. Uh, bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, everybody. This is Barry Feeker with our community, our mission here on January the 11th. Uh, here we go. Second week into the year, the new year with a new podcast. Yes. Um, and uh, last week we talked about uh, the previous year and yeah. some catch-ups. And yeah. so this year we kind of have a special, this year, this time <laughs> we have a very special podcast with uh, Lamanda, who's executive director, and your deputy director, yes. Lamanda. So. Talk about um, the deputy director mm -hmm. uh, assignments, sure. and uh, then we're going to get around and we're going to talk about some vision here. Mm -hmm. Yes. So one of the things that we did several months ago, Barry, um, you kind of, when we were doing the transition, um, one of the things that you challenged me with, um, and I appreciated it, was, Lamanda, look at this from the lens of what you feel God is leading you mm -hmm. to do at the rescue mission. And so, um, you know, I never felt pressure that we had to keep things the same or we had to change it. It was really, you empowered me to seek God's will for TRM and what that needed to look like. And so um, there was a lot of, of planning sessions and looking at it on the whiteboard. And um, really the heart was, how can we connect the departments of the Topeka Rescue Mission kind of trying to move past a little bit of the pandemic um, and some of the social distancing and things like that so that we could add um, some of our departments together um, and have some more camaraderie that, let's face it, the pandemic greatly restricted. Kind of compromise yes. a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then we also wanted to look at it from a functional standpoint on let's look at every part of our ministry <clears throat> and the functions of that. And are there any departments that need to be maybe combined or have a better working relationship because some of the workload was the same or similar? And so that's kind of what we did. And um, out of that developed um, the need for deputy leadership. Um, and so that consisted of looking at different areas, grouping them together, looking at their functions, and then almost um, just empowering them, you know, better together um, and creating these groups then that would function separately to do their own entities, but then also together. So um, in that bubbled up uh, supportive services, which we kind of already had, but we did make some minor adjustments to that. We also looked at shelter services um, and what did that consist of? And did certain areas need to be a part of that? Did they not need to be a part of it? Those kinds of things. And then also looking at it from a standpoint of community needs. There's a lot that the Topeka Rescue Mission does that not only um, is shelter-based, but is also outreach and outreach to those who are unsheltered and our neighbors that we love dearly, but also the community um, at the DC with our food banks and things like that. And so, um, once we knew what the functions were, then it was praying for the right people. Um, and I am so humbled and privileged to have the team that we have, the friendships that we have, um, how we're able to challenge one another and hold each other accountable, uh, but also laugh. This group does a lot of, of laughing and sharing life together, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Amanda, you talked about uh, uh, kind of the structure of this a little bit. So mm -hmm. uh, go a little bit further into, um, uh, obviously, your deputy directors, as you described, have some different areas of responsibility, and yes. they have directors under them Yes, um, in, a, in a pretty uh, pretty big ministry. Yes. Uh, does a lot of things in this community. But uh, what 
uh, function do they have in regards to um, backing you up, like an assistant director? Mm-hmm. You don't have one of those, but right. what are the deputy director's roles um, uh, in regards to how you make decisions, mm-hmm. how you make decisions, and mm-hmm. how they make decisions together? Sure. Um, you know, when I think of that, the first thing that pops into my mind is, um, again, stronger together. And so if there are, let's say, hard decisions or things that I know need covered in prayer, instantly I enable all three of them, Um, whether that's through a text message, phone calls, email, where I say, hey, this is what's going on. Please join me in prayer. Um, Sometimes we'll have some, you know, kind of emergency meetings where we get together. Um, Another function that we do every week, uh, we meet together for two hours um, to give updates and to do those things. In regards to um, if I'm gone, you know, um, this job. What do you mean gone? (laughs) It's 24 <laughs> seven, seven days a week, 365 yeah. days. Uh, but occasionally um, it's the team who says, go be Lamanda or take some time to be a wife and a mom and those kinds of things. And so, so they can cover for executive leadership. role. Yes. Okay. Yes. And um, they all kind of have specific mm-hmm. duties on that. Um, but then they also work together. And so um, it kind of depends on what we're facing in regards to what roles they step up to. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I love about it is we are all in sync and I appreciate that. Um, you know, there are some times where, uh, you know, we celebrate birthdays. Christian's got one coming up. I know that he doesn't like attention. Look at that face. Um, but yes, but we get to do that and we get to celebrate and, and we do that as a team. But then in the state of a crisis, like, um, you know, you and Miriam were able to kind of debrief the warming center. And when I knew we were going to do that, the deputies were the first ones that I said, look, this is what I'm going to need help with. And in that situation, um, Miriam was definitely my right hand person. Um, she was back behind just all of the logistics and the phone calls and um, troubleshooting and everything that I couldn't do being front of the lines, she was keeping organized and cohesive. James, in that aspect, um, I was hearing from him multiple times a day where he was not only leading troops in outreach and rescue and life preservation. I mean, he was sliding down embankments and going into camps and I'll try not to cry. Um, but he was doing all of that, but then he was also texting me, how are you? What else do you need? Because he knew I was home base. Um, and he was with me until 11 o'clock at night when we both kind of kicked each other out one night, um, of the warming center, but then we were both back working by 6 a.m. And so he was really leading more of the outreach stuff. Um, And then Christian rose up. Christian was navigating already the day-to-day load, which is great, of having 175-plus guests every day, um, in addition to when the cold weather is bad and we enact our weather-related lifts. Mm -hmm. That means people who might not normally be eligible to come into the shelters were which was an additional anywhere between 15 to 30 people. Uh, But then he was also taking care of that and coming and checking on the warming center. Um, And especially at times that I was maybe over here or with other groups from the community, he was stepping in. So all three of them just do a remarkable job of taking initiative and seeing whatever gap it is. And sometimes that gap is right in their area. And sometimes it's not Mm -hmm. because we're doing so many other things and they they just act and they serve well. Yeah, well, they sure do. So they're leaders leading leaders mm-hmm. uh, here at the ministry to be able to accomplish so many things. Lamanda, I want to I want to finish up today with you and and talk about a little bit 
more about last year, but also sure. your vision for this year. But I'd like to go around the room now yes. and uh, talk to our deputies and uh, introduce them and then have them say a little bit about what they do from their lens. Mm-hmm. You've just described it a little bit. But uh, then i got a couple of questions for them. And, of course, the, the first one I want to start with is Miriam. Uh, Miriam, you've been on uh, our community, our mission from the very beginning uh, of this. And this is uh, our podcast 156. So I that's know. a lot of podcasts. I know. And so, you know, we've talked about, uh, Miriam, your uh, uh, leadership uh, role in uh, Director of Supportive Services. But what, what does that mean? Uh, we've asked that before, but yeah. uh, I'm sure that I'm sure you don't even remember every day, so let alone anybody's yeah. listening. Yeah. Director of Supportive Services at Topeka Rescue Mission is a deputy director position. What does that involve? So I think I think it actually is pretty descriptive. You know, when you say supportive services, it really is all of those things that support our front line. Mm-hmm. So whether it's the shelter's front line, whether it's the outreach front line, those people that are constantly interfacing uh, with our guests or the community or potential guests, uh, we then in supportive services are the folks that are doing things behind the scenes so they can do things in front. So whether that's HR, whether it's finance, whether it's resource development, whether it's the trauma education, whether it's um, facilities and maintenance, whether it's volunteer engagement, all of those things kind of fall under supportive services so that the folks that are out front um, working with our guests and working with our unsheltered neighbors and working with community partners can not have to worry about those things. I don't think we think about those things a lot of times. Uh, mm-hmm. We just assume that, uh, you know, everything's going to work fine. And, and you know, I, I, I learned a long time ago that if you don't have adequate facilities yeah. that are uh, not leaking, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've had leaks, mm-hmm. uh, that are standing strong, and um, you don't have uh, safe and clean facilities uh, where everybody's safe, then you really don't have ministry. Right. You uh, And some places do. I mean, they, they'll go ahead and they'll just put people in warehouses mm-hmm. and uh, not at Topeka Rescue Mission. Right. And so it takes a, an incredible team just in that regard sure. to take care of that. Uh, your volunteer uh, area right. uh, takes uh, hundreds of volunteers to help Topeka Rescue Mission does yeah. to do what it does. So, Miriam, um, obviously you've been in leadership uh, before coming to the Rescue Mission as director of the United Way. What does it mean to you personally to have this assignment? You know, You've asked me that before, and every time I think I end up crying, so I'm a little mad. (laughs) But, you know, what does it mean to be a part of this ministry? Barry, I don't think that I've ever been, and I've been pretty assured about other positions that I've held in other places, but I don't think I've ever felt as confident that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be Mm -hmm. because of what God wants me to do um, and challenges that he gives me here at TRM than I have been since I came to this ministry. Uh, To me, it is life-giving, not just for the people that we serve, uh, but definitely for me personally, um, in terms of having a different understanding on life in general, um, having a deeper understanding of how and when God works, and that you kind of just have to pay attention and here at TRM, you can just see it every single day, mm-hmm. you know, and not to take that kind of thing for granted or um, become complacent in the work that God is doing. Mm-hmm. And so to me, to be here is just life giving for me. So well, it, 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 it really you know, is about uh, uh, me right then when I'm talking. Yeah. So, 
Well, a lot of people who um, they don't think about supportive services. They don't think about people who clean bathrooms. They don't think about people who uh, maybe work the books and those kind of things uh, and, and everything else that's in your department. But uh, to have that kind of fulfillment yeah. and not be on the front lines, but support those who are on the front lines must mean a lot to you. It, 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 it means incredible things. Now, I will tell you, those opportunities that I get to interface with our guests or our unsheltered neighbors um, – means an awful so lot you get to, to do me. that too i do every now and then yeah. um i get to you know go back into other things i used to do and utilize those kinds of skills but i'll tell you um it's really good to be able to see that piece of the ministry as well because it does then give different meaning to the other things that i'm doing mm-hmm. in supportive services to see firsthand how you can touch someone's life um without a lot of complication you know mm-hmm. there, it's it um you can do small things that just mean the world to people. And yeah. it is always good to be reminded of that. Mm-hmm. So I am so very, very grateful when I get that opportunity um, to interface with the folks that we serve. Great. Well, this is an equal opportunity podcast. So I'm going to ask you two questions, Mary, and then I'm going to ask the other deputies. So uh, uh, these are not easy questions, oh, uh, but let's look back at 2022. <laughs> and I have to go okay. first. Uh-huh. Yeah, you do. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're sitting on my left and I always yeah, go to the okay. left. So I know you, do. Uh, yeah, you can switch next time. Uh, <laughs> but what was the biggest thing that you can think of this last year that you saw the Lord do at Speaker Rescue Mission? There were a lot of things that the Lord has done in the past year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just I, one. Just one. Just one. But the biggest <laughs> thing that I think he did was he brought about and orchestrated a smooth transition in leadership. Mm-hmm. And within that then, um, allowed for an organization to be very flexible and willing to look at how we can do better. We were doing great work, mm-hmm. right? But it was, it is that opportunity now with a different with different leadership at the very top mm-hmm. with this transition with you and Lamanda um, to be able to look at things through different eyes, mm-hmm. right? Lamanda coming in really allowed us to look at things mm-hmm. through different eyes. Mm-hmm. And just, I think how God orchestrated all of that is the most amazing thing. And some incredible people that listened to him yes. to be able to put the hands and feet to it. Absolutely. For, for so many details. Uh, I would say, yeah, that would probably be one of mine uh, for for last year, is just to see how that worked. Because we didn't know. We'd never done this before. No. Um, you know, and we didn't do it normal. No, we didn't because, do it normal. Because well, we're TRM, we don't do things normal. That's rescue mission. We don't do, do things normal. <laughs> right. So, Miriam, on the, uh, looking ahead, uh, uh, we're into nearly the second week of the new year, 2023. Yes. What do you really hope to see God do through Topeka Rescue Mission in this new year? I really um, pray that God will just keep us focused on loving the one in front of us Mm. and truly understanding what that means, whether it's other staff people, whether it's, you know, other deputies, whether it's our guests, whether it's community partners, that he just allows us and motivates us and continues to nudge us to love deeply and fully and compassionately in the midst of all the crazy. Why would we need God to do that? Why doesn't that just come natural? What are the obstacles for that to happen? Well, this is hard work. Mm-hmm. And um, things aren't always smooth and beautiful. Um, things can be kind of ugly. Mm-hmm. You know, we see things, we experience things, we hear things that are not the things that you necessarily mm-hmm. think of as wonderful, joyful pieces of life. Mm-hmm. And so how do we, in the midst of that, continue to just know our 
responsibility is to love our neighbor, regardless. Sometimes our neighbors are not real happy about what's going on in life, right. and that can be difficult. And sure. And the trauma, as we have talked about Absolutely. before, is that there is trauma that they're facing, but also there's trauma that those that are helping them encounter as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we need we need the Lord's help in staying firm to that commitment that yeah. we're going to love the one in front of us yeah. and do it in spite of anything, in spite of everything, yeah, in right. spite of everything, we're mm-hmm. going to love them. Yeah. Um, that doesn't always mean how, that doesn't mean that there aren't things that we won't have to do that are difficult, mm-hmm. but what it means is that we will do it in a loving, compassionate, caring way. Yeah. Yeah. And, Lord, help us do that. Thank you, Miriam, for that. Thank you for what you do here. Uh, Going to go to uh, our next, uh, kind of jump a generation here, um, to a young man. Wait a minute. Uh, oh, Barry said that, okay. not me. Hey, Christian, can you go ahead and pull that knife out of my back? <laughs> no, I was getting ready to talk about the generation between me and Christian. I know that you're younger than I am, Miriam. Uh, but Christian's really young. The first time I met Christian Stringfellow, um, who is our director of shelter services here at Topeka Rescue Mission? He was in a stroller. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So just so well, that you'll brings know. perspective. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> so that meant I was running around as a toddler. Uh, that's right. That's right. It's even worse. Okay. Uh, no, I think Man. maybe you. You, know, you weren't even running around yet. I know. But, but uh, uh, Christian Stringfellow uh, uh, came to us after he got out of the stroller um, as an intern uh, with Washburn University uh, in social work, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, just stayed. And uh, Christian, how long have you been working at Topeka Rescue Mission now? Well, actually, in um, in May, it should be eight years. Eight years. That's awesome. That's very good. Yeah. So, uh, Christian, why eight years? Well, when I first came here, um, I knew that this was the place I was called to for now. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how long I'd be here, mm-hmm. um, or I didn't know... You know, if I'd be here for a year or five years or or what, but I, I knew that was where I was called to for at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a, such a blessing to be able to come here while, during my internship and to be able to see the the hands and the feet of Jesus really moving. Christian, you got involved uh, working with the men who were homeless here um, mm-hmm. in shelter operations, and you did that for quite some time uh, with some different leadership. Um, and, uh, today, um, you are over both shelters, um, in regards to working with the directors there. So describe for the listeners, I think we think of homelessness and we think of a place that people go to live, um, who are homeless. Um, but a lot of times what we do is we see on television, just one big open room, um, and a whole bunch of people in and very big challenges there, uh, with that, but uh, describe to people who maybe haven't been inside our shelters what it looks like um, and really what it means uh, and what we do. And you are deputy director over those services. Uh, that's a big question mm-hmm. um, because any kind of situation like that or any kind of facility really is hard to explain from you know to people from the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things on operations level that, that might not seem necessary. Uh, but really, uh, when you when you cram a hundred people into a crowded space, mm-hmm. it gets complicated. Mm-hmm. And then you know, not only just a hundred people, uh, but then start bringing in their their issues, mm-hmm. their background too. You know, there's um, all different kinds of things. I mean, going back to education or lack of life skills or mental health or addiction or, mm-hmm. uh, but really, a lot of those things come back to a trauma. So, Christian, uh, when you have people who um, are experiencing homelessness um, and they may have some additional 
challenges in their life that kind of produce that homelessness. Uh, it's beyond just what we call the three hots in a cot. Oh yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and, and so what, what do you do, um, in the shelter operations, but you have a men's shelter, um, you have a women and family shelter. Um, you also have some areas that have been especially uh, dedicated for quarantine and isolation because of the pandemic that still is present with us in some form or another. Um, but how do you, how do you go beyond, um, just shelter? Well, I think part of it is how we do shelter. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the really kind of the foundational piece. And there's other things after that too. Um, but really like, are we meeting people where they're at? Mm-hmm. Are we meeting people where they're, they're coming to us from? Mm-hmm. Um, and are we treating them with the respect and the dignity and the, mm-hmm. you know, that they deserve as people, as children of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we have to, well, I mean, we're, we're serving the person as they come. Mm-hmm. Um, but that means we have to kind of look at to see like who they are and not necessarily what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we, a lot of it's dealing with issues and dealing with, you know, problems and trying our best to work past those problems. It's really kind of like a, a emergency room in a hospital. It's yeah. uh, people come in and very broken, very much in crisis. And, um, uh, just like ER staff, they are going to try to figure out the best they can uh, at the time to try to figure out where to put people the next place um, to help them. But you got to deal with that crisis and emergency, and you got plenty of them. Oh yeah, <laughs> Christian, yeah. talk about your your team. Um, are they all uh, uh, rescue mission trained? Uh, got uh, master's <laughs> degrees? <laughs> uh, what is your, what does your team look like uh, 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 that you um, oversee um, to make sure that we have safe, clean, um, productive shelter work? Well, for the most part, we are a band of misfits. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, just looking around this table. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we resemble that remark. <laughs> we embrace that remark. That's right. Praise God. But, uh, you know, we have, you know, just looking at, you can look at different levels. I can look at my directors and I can also look at the people that are on the front lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have directors that, that come from very, we're very successful working for different state you know, agencies, we have directors that, um, one that just finished up his, his bachelor's degree mm-hmm. and has been excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, we have one that, um, is coming from an entirely different background of, of trauma and it but has just risen above all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got an assistant director who was a pastor for 20 some years mm-hmm. and has just really embraced the, the mission and meeting the person, mm-hmm. um, and dealing with, brokenness on a day-to-day basis. Um, so, I mean, those, those are my directors. Now, on the front lines, it's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our, our frontline staff are, are coming from trauma themselves, mm-hmm. and they're coming from addiction. They're coming from you know, a lot of different kind of past mm-hmm. um, challenges, and they have overcome in some really incredible ways. And not only have they overcome, but they've, they've come to a, a place where they, their hearts desire is to pour into people that are in a situation that they once were in. So what a mixture. You have people who are coming from different occupations, education, and some people who literally came in through the front door mm-hmm. saying, I need help. Yeah. And today they're helping. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. Well, there's so much we can say about what shelter services is about. It's not just about shelter. It's not just about feeding. There are supporting programs, rehousing programs, all of those things that we have talked about before. But Christian, as we as we want to again have the opportunity to ask 
these questions equally. <laughs> Last year in, in, in 2022, what did you see probably the biggest thing that you thought God did here at Topeka Rescue Mission from your view? Well, um, I don't want to talk about the same things that Miriam did since she got to go first. She got to take you know, all the best <laughs> options. <took> <laughs> um, really, like you know, being a part of this, this ministry for the short time, I mean, it's, eight years is long for me, but it's not really, really that long in the grand scheme of things. But um, transfer, like transferring of leadership is such a scary time for an organization. Mm-hmm. And it's just been such a blessing to see how smooth that transformation has been. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that, you know, there, um, God has really brought a lot of really neat people mm-hmm. to the right places mm-hmm. at the right time. Um, and so it's been really kind of neat to see, see that at least in my, my department. So I look at my leadership. I'm just so grateful for the people that we have mm-hmm. uh, for their hearts and also for their skills for, mm-hmm. and uh, also for their, their camaraderie or their, their willingness to work with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't always been the, the case mm-hmm. in different places I've worked in um, or even here at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so much easier to deal with challenges when you're, not having to deal with one another. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so that's been a big blessing yeah. um, throughout that that transformation or that transition, mm-hmm. um, which really can rock an organization to the core. Yeah. Uh, but this has been very, very smooth. I'm really grateful for Lamanda mm-hmm. and really just been um, admiring of her leadership and looking forward to what God's going to continue to do. 70th year this year, Topeka Rescue Mission, since it was uh, uh, founded. And uh, there's been a lot of transition in 70 years. Um, this is probably one of the most unique ones that it's had in that amount of time. And mm-hmm. so it's very important those transitions are are done well. Yeah. And we've been blessed. So, Christian, uh, looking ahead uh, for this new year, what are you really hoping that God will do? Well, hoping that God will do is, is a challenging question. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to get too into this theologically. Um, By the way, he's a pastor. You also, uh, I'll cut him <laughs> off here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Barry knows. Um, but you know, really, like, what is God wanting to do? You know, ultimately, like, we have our hopes and our dreams and our desires. But what is God wanting to do with the ministry and organization, in the organization as a whole? And so, how can we partner with what He's already planning, uh, or what He's already planned? And so that takes some some listening and it takes some um, humility. Mm-hmm. Sometimes for us to be willing to step out of the way, um, some things I, I've really seen God do over the last year, and I think will continue, um, is challenging the status quo. Mm-hmm. Uh, why are we doing things in a certain way? Mm-hmm. Are we doing it because that's the best way we can, or is that because we, it's just the way we've been doing it? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, mm-hmm. um, and so being willing to, you know sometimes humble myself and recognize, why are we actually doing this mm-hmm. this way? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, me getting out of the way um, with, with what God's wanting to do. Um, but really, I uh, I just, there's there's so many things we've, we've done and growing, but really my heart's desire for my departments is how are we really treating people like they are sons and daughters mm-hmm. of a king mm-hmm. and meeting them, you know, where they're at and loving them as God made them to be. Um, and so um, that's really my core and my heart and trying to invest into my team to be able to do that even better in every single situation. Mm-hmm. Um, because whether it be 
you know, at five o'clock in the afternoon or one or two o'clock in the morning. Or both. Or both. Mm-hmm. That's right. Christian, yeah. thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for accepting the assignment when we talked many years ago when you were in that stroller. That one day you'd come and do this. And, uh, I don't remember that. Over that. You. Oh, I do. I just knew right then and there. He's going to be a deputy director at the rescue mission. I'm going to call Baloney on that one. <laughs> That's very good. Um, there's a scripture that says a three-stranded cord is not easily broken. Mm-hmm. Well, Amanda, you chose three mm-hmm. deputy directors, mm-hmm. and they really are a team yes. uh, that work together to help support what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those strands is James Chisholm, who is the director, deputy director of Community Needs and Services. James, yes. you're one of the newest members here uh, to the Rescue Mission. You kind of got launched into... Uh, post-retirement uh, to do something here. And right. so you were invited to volunteer at the rescue mission. And we said, no, no, need you to come on board. And so <laughs> James, uh, talk a little bit uh, briefly about what you have done for a number of years um, in regards to the homeless issues on a state level. And then uh, what you do now to be a rescue mission in this role. Well, on a state level, I managed the emergency solutions grant for the state of Kansas for about 10 to 12 years, um, and that's a federal grant that uh, provided funding for emergency shelters and other services that um, benefited um, our unsheltered. So you got pretty good exposure to the issue of homelessness. Yes. And yes. Op- opportunities, um, um, needs and opportunities right. from, from that standpoint. But it was uh, kind of like a supportive service uh, uh, arrangement, I would guess, rather than front lines. And, and, right. And, it was in the and in you're definitely front lines now. Back office, yeah. So, James, describe that. And what does that mean to you to have the experience and understanding of need, helping um, organizations uh, to be able to get some financial resources to meet that need? But now what does it mean to you to actually see it um, face-to-face? It, it, what it does for me is it um, gives me a broader view. Um, when I'm out there talking to somebody uh, face-to-face, I'm always thinking about how do I motivate or change my team in order to address the situation for not just the individual, but for all individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always thinking about how, ways to do that and to incorporate that. It's not always the fun thing to think about, but uh, to me, it's fun to help somebody and to provide um, a solution to something that that a need that they might have. Mm-hmm. But it's not always fun to think about how to motivate different divisions to to do things on a broader scale. Because um, as a deputy director, that's my job is to see that vision and to um, put the pieces together to to make it to come to fruition. So. So, James, uh, uh, get into the weeds a little bit uh, in regards to what this means, community needs and services. So what uh, Topeka Rescue Mission, what are those operations? First, I um, have under me the distribution center, which is um, the distribution center for not just the Topeka Rescue Mission, where we are the uh, receiver of all the goods that we, we get, but it's also – a lot of the goods that we provide to the community. Uh, so if the community have some needs that they can't um, get met, they come to us and we try to fulfill those needs, mm-hmm. be it uh, food, clothing, furniture, um, housing goods, um, just different things like that. That's for our sheltered neighbors and our unsheltered neighbors. Mm-hmm. So just community needs on a whole. Um, another part of the team, we have our street, reach team or street outreach team 
And that team is out there engaging with individuals on the streets um, that are unsheltered and just asking them what they need mm-hmm. um, and getting a good understanding of uh, what the needs are and finding solutions to, to get those needs met. Mm-hmm. Um, another team that I'm over is the Restore Hope team, which is a human trafficking intervention team, uh, which is not a team now. Um, it's an ideal. We had a team. Um, our team got promoted. Um, most of the team members got promoted and went to different jobs. Um, so we're in the process of revamping how we do that. And one of the things that we've identified is that um, through our Hope Center, we have a lot of um, families that come in that might have been experiencing some past trauma and trafficking and we're going to look at how we address that with uh, people coming in off mm-hmm. of the streets into the shelter. shelters yeah. first. Um, that's how we're going to start revamping how we do that. Yeah. Well, James, you, uh, this is your, I believe your first time in working in a ministry. Um, yes, it is. Uh, the Topeka Rescue Mission. What do you look back now? Uh, kind of being new to ministry work, uh, but the biggest thing you saw the Lord do last year. Wow. Uh, the biggest thing I saw the Lord do at TRM was uh, the warming center, was, which was just last month. Um, for me, being a part of that, which was a phenomenal um, thing to see that come to fruition, uh, starting from the um, press, re- press conference where I saw uh, various city organizations or entities come together, police, fire, uh, city management. Uh, we saw some city organizations, uh, Vallejo, uh, TRM, um, come together and talk about the need and what we're going to do to team up. To the day before um, the weather hit, I'm actually having the police and fire come over to our office and meet with us and ask us, what did we need? Mm-hmm. Um, how could we use them um, to actually go on and riding with the firefighters? Um, I led a team of firefighters and we went out sl- sliding down embankments mm-hmm. uh, in the snow, um, asking people, did they, did they need help? To the warming center, um, what I saw God do in the warming center is still fresh in my mind. Um, is that not only did the warming center warm the uh, bodies of the people that were cold from the weather, but it warmed the hearts of the volunteers uh, that were there to be able to just meet the needs of the people in front of them. I, it, it it almost became overwhelming for some of our unsheltered to be catered to uh, in that matter because everybody was really intentional about uh, providing whatever people needed when they came in. Um, it was it was wonderful to see, and I know that was that was only God could do something like yeah, that. Powerful um, testament to so. the Lord giving us an idea, and then sending the right people to right. make it happen. Absolutely. It was it was powerful. Well, James, uh, uh, what are you hoping to see the Lord do in this new year? Well, a lot of things. Um, I'll, I'll just stick to TRM. Uh, there's a lot of work the Lord needs to do with me, but that's a different story. All of us. Uh, all <laughs> all of us. us. Uh, Christian yeah. always said we're a bunch of misfits. So, exactly. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're all there. So what I like to see at TRM is um, the work we do impact people in a way where uh, 
we don't initially judge people for their economic worth, but we start to judge people by their spiritual worth. Um, and we know everybody's worthy um, when they come to us. So we can actually be intentional in meeting them where they are and not judging them by what we see, but what we know. Um, and and that's 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 what I want to see the Lord do. It's kind of in concert with uh, Miriam said, right? In regards to Absolutely. loving the one in front of us. I don't know why, but Miriam thinks like me. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah. Well, keep helping her. Keep helping her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. James, thank you for accepting the assignment to come speak a rescue yes. mission. Uh, you've been a, a great blessing, Lamanda. Uh, a lot of homeless services around the country, mm-hmm. um, or just shelter and food, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe a gospel program. Mm-hmm. But Topeka Rescue Mission is uh, all that and more mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as uh, reaching out in the community in so many different ways and leading. Again, this uh, you took over as executive director um, last April, mm-hmm. and so uh, we're getting close to that full year uh-huh. of uh, being the executive director under your belt. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump right into those two questions with you and okay. then let you say whatever else you want to say. But okay. What do you see uh, the biggest thing that happened um, in this last year that you saw God really come through on? Mm. There's a lot. Um, and honestly, I think I can just categorize it as God did it. Mm. Um, there are so many things that I could mention. Like we can talk about um, when we were concerned. So one thing that pops up to m- into my mind, um, our outreach team was out. It was before one of the cold snaps um, right after, like as we were going into fall into winter and um, Haley and Cheryl, and I believe Jenny were all three out and they almost utilized all of the hand warmers. And so they were texting me just to kind of give James and I a heads up. And at that moment, I get a um, text message from my husband that said, hey, I was at such and such and someone felt led to buy hand warmers. And so I have boxes of hand warmers that are in the back of my car. So, again, I'm getting a need. And then God has already done it. Mm -hmm. He laid it on someone's heart who went and then ordered boxes upon boxes, Mm -hmm. sees my husband without us asking. Mm -hmm. I mean. And so that that's just a, a small thing. Um, we have seen um, literally one of the days that I was praying in my office about food. Uh, we had just met James and I, and uh, I believe Miriam was in on that um, in a meeting, and we were figuring out and hearing how peanut butter uh, in 2021 cost us a little over a thousand dollars for a pallet and when our team went to order it um in september of this year it was double that Mm -hmm. um and so i was in my office just praying i had about 15 minutes in between um meetings and i just was like lord you know please provide us the food or increase the donations or something. And Miriam had texted me and said, we just got an online gift of a couple of thousands of dollars and the person designated it towards food. Mm. And in that moment, I just was like, God, you've already done it, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, to some more serious things um, where we have had um, internal challenges we've had to work against. We have had, Um, unsheltered neighbors um, be healed. We have had just, you know, just more sensitive ones, confidential things where 
God's just done it. Um, and then, you know, not to personalize it, but I also think that it's important for me to be vulnerable and transparent as a leader. If that's what I want my leaders to do, I need to model that. Mm. Um, I've just seen God say, trust me, trust me. Mm. Um, and that I have got to make a point to do that. Um, and that doesn't mean that I'm not ever going to have a time of doubt or that I'm not ever going to have a time of God, you're going to have to show up in a big way, you know? Um, and I can be honest with these deputies and yourself when there's a need, when I don't know what the outcome's going to be, but I always need to be modeling that I know God has it. Um, and that can't waver. Um, and so in order to do so, I have to continue to trust the Lord with my personal life and I have to trust him with my leadership skills. I have to trust him to convict me. I have to trust him to um, align me if I ever do anything that's not right. And, and I'm human. That happens. And I'm wrong at times. And I, I want God to correct that and to do that. And he has done that um, because I want to follow him well so that others who are watching me want to do the same thing. Yeah. Well, you and I have shared many times that uh, there is a certain element of uh, I cannot do this. Yes. Without God. Uh-huh. And uh, I think that's with all of us here, uh-huh. but uh, maybe even more so in, in the position that you're in, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, you will uh, never be able to take credit no. um, for everything that God does here. And the most recent thing, Barry, I would just say is just this unity that we see God doing. Um, and I see it inside staff. Um, you know, uh, Christian kind of mentioned on it, just the camaraderie. I'm seeing that in individual teams, just being more unified. I'm also seeing it with departments and departments mixing. I'm seeing it with staff trusting the directors and deputies more. You know, I'm just seeing that, but also citywide. I mean, um, just the level of support we have right now from Steve Wade, city manager, Absolutely. Um, that he is truly caring about Topeka. And that is economic growth and, and tourism and yes, um, yeah. businesses and economic growth, tourism. He cares about all that. And yet he also took the time to lead and say, and I also care about all of those people who we might not know their name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for him to challenge the city to say, we've got to be caring about everything that's going to help our city grow. But we also have to be helping those right now who are hurting within our city. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that's amazing. And, and not just say it, but actually do it. Yes. Yeah. And, and we see that. You know, mm-hmm. I can say the same thing for the fire chief and the police chief. Um, they have all of these major responsibilities that they're doing and, um, and response calls and emergencies and all of that. Mm-hmm. But yet they will send me an encouraging message mm-hmm. or they show up to give us officers and all of this so that we can work together. Um, It's just amazing. So I would say most recent, I'm just seeing God really bringing forth unity. Um, And where there's not unity, I'm trusting he's going to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Deputies, as you all did very well of answering this with one answer, um, she took executive privilege and uh, was able to kind of elaborate (laughs) on that one question. So, Lamanda. Mute my mic. Mute my mic. (laughs) going Going to ask you, what are you really hoping that God will do in this new year? What do I hope God will do? Um, I would say that he would just continue to move in the hearts of people. 
And I can't answer what that looks like for everyone. So, you know, if there's a, a heart out there that's hardened um, because they see homelessness as a problem and they see homelessness as something that's tainting our community, I hope that that heart is so softened um, to then say, that's a person. Why is there trash? Why is that person out here? Why is that person choosing to live such a hard life versus being sheltered? I also hope that if there are hearts out there that just want to get involved more, that God just directs their heart to know where and how, whether that's at the rescue mission or another amazing entity in our community, you know, that's serving. Um, I would say... I just want to see God move in the hearts of those that feel so unworthy um, or lost or their hearts aren't saved. And, you know, to think that if something happened to them, they could spend an eternity um, where they don't understand. Um, I I want their hearts changed. Um, The hearts that are encouraged and aligned with him. um, I just hope that that continues regardless of what just counterculture happens and seems like it's okay if it's really not. And so I just think I really am trusting the Lord to um, revive and um, care, save, convict, forgive um, everything that's in our hearts. Um, because what we do right now is so much um, for the souls and it's so much for the person. Um, and sometimes we're that person. Well said. Um, Lamanda, deputies, thank you all for sharing your hearts today. Um, we didn't hear uh, what we hope that God will do is bring us more money or bring us more rest or bring us more donuts. Uh, <laughs> we got plenty of those. Um, or, or anything. What we heard here is we just really hope that we will see those that we serve um, through the lens of Christ and that we will love the one in front of us that we won't judge, that we'll be there in spite of their challenges, um, in spite of the difficulties, and that we will get to be a part of something amazing. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, just know that you're part of that too. Uh, We talk about what God did and what God will do. Well, God, in his uh, infinite wisdom, um, always chooses people to work through. Yet sometimes he parts Red Seas, uh, sometimes he raises the dead, and sometimes he turns uh, uh, water into wine. But most of the time, he uses the average person, uh, like we all are here, and uh, like you are there, because he says, I'm going to take average, and I'm going to make it special. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for loving those that we serve at Topeka Rescue Mission. Again, Lamanda, thank you. Thank you, deputies, for uh, uh, sharing your heart today. And thank you for being a part of Topeka Rescue Mission through our community, our mission. If you'd like more information about the Topeka Rescue Mission, you can go to trmonline.org, trmonline.org. You can explore. There's a lot of stuff to see there about what Topeka Rescue Rescue Mission does, but you also can find out how you can plug in if you aren't already plugged in. If you'd like to help promote our community, our mission, this is podcast number 156. You can subscribe, you can rate, you can share. Thank you for being part of our community, our mission, and have a continued Happy New Year.